Thank you, Al. Hey, it's good to be home. This is our home, eh? This is, isn't it beautiful how God places you in the right place and in, in good soil? So um, I don't really think we can add much more to what we've just experienced with just the morning we've had, right? So we'll just wrap up and have some lunch, eh? Amen. <laughs> we do? Or do you want to hear a bit more? So Al asked me to preach. Um, it's the Christmas message. And, um, and I'm just like, ah, oh, Christmas. Everyone knows that. You know, you want to do some hardcore teaching. Let's do some hardcore teaching. But, um, and so I asked God about what, what, what he wanted to say. And he said, just keep it short, Mark. Keep it short. So that's hopefully going to be the case. But I really wanted to bring the goodness of God. I wanted to, um, that's my message here, to understand how good God really is. Um, I didn't understand how good God was. So, we, by the way, the first time I ever came to this church was this service, meaning this service four years ago, maybe. So I came to this because it's kind of a bit friendly, eh? You can come to one of these and as a sinning, unsaved, you know, musician. And, uh, and my wife, she'd already come along to here. She'd felt drawn by God. To, she was getting drawn back home. She was getting drawn back home. <laughs> come on, God. <laughs> don't do this to me <laughs> so uh so so she came here and Isis was like yeah that's good you do you and if anyone doesn't know our story so I wasn't saved Nikita was saved she was growing up in a really strong Christian upbringing knew the Lord stepped away and met me and then uh and then she came here and so that's right so I came and snuck into one of these and I, I think we actually played at a, Wes said can you come and play at the Christmas party thing function I didn't know what was I was going to expect I'm at a church and you want to seriously you want to do that it was a country theme I think that day <laughs> it was a country theme so that suited us because we're a country duo you know um, and so yeah I, I was really struck by how different it was because most of you were actually here um, and it was such a unique experience for me and I didn't want to like it you know because because <laughs> I don't want to be a Christian you know I don't want to do that I don't believe in that stuff um, so that was so that was where it started, and then the journey happened over, I would say probably over a year, that we um, I think we went away overseas, um, came back, and then all the time God just started sneakily talking to me, and I didn't know that was the case, and I'm a bit of an analytical guy, so I wanted to understand uh, God a bit more. So I was looking at apologetics um, ministries, if you know what that is. It's where really clever people have great arguments. From a, philosophical, from a philosophical and from a scientific point of view to why Jesus is real and that he, and, he's, and it turns out it's the most documented thing of all time that Jesus was real and it was documented and no other documents from that time even come close to how accurate it was and how powerful and how, so that's real. So, he, so, so I started wondering, wondering maybe he is real. And then I had an encounter with God. It was actually a financial one that, that got me. He knew how to get, get me. Um, and I realized at that moment, which is one of the cool things is on my journey. So I'm, I'm trying to speak here as if there's someone here that has never heard the message before or doesn't really understand this whole thing. Just I'm, in, I'm putting me here in the, in the audience four years ago. <laughs> so, um, and I'm just trying to tell my that idiot. No, I'm just trying to tell... <laughs> That's that stubborn guy, right? I want to tell that stubborn guy what I now know. And so the first thing is I understood that with, with God was real when I had that encounter. So that's exciting. And you guys, most of you people here will know that, that feeling. 
oh my God, God is real. And not only that, he loves me. That's the other thing, right? Because that's another thing. You can go, God is real, but does he even know me? Does he care about me? When you know he loves you, that's another feeling. So, and so based on that, I got saved. I got saved right here. Al was standing there. I was standing here. They were all shocked because I'd made the decision. No one knew. Nikita didn't know. She was up on here worshipping. And, um, and so I was just at the service because I'd started getting brave enough to come to Sundays um, to just sort of sit there and just be, like, supportive. But really, but really I'd, I'd actually made a decision um, that I was actually, I believed. And then at the end of the service, I just said, I'm ready. And I was like, you ready for, oh, you're ready. <laughs> and, so, and so I gave my life to Christ at that moment. And he went and got worse. Yeah, hallelujah. Come on, let's get a bit more excited about that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so and, I, and that was my journey, but that was enough for me. I didn't understand salvation. I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand how good God was, and that's what I want to get across to you. I'm sure you know, but I want to show you how I got there. And um, so I didn't understand how good he was, but yet I still received him, which was kind of amazing because most people need the sales pitch of salvation, right? You know? Maybe not most of you guys, but it's just like, you know, oh, give me that salvation. Where's, where do I sign up? It's, um, but that's what I got. I, I didn't understand salvation. I didn't understand grace. I did not understand grace. And I'd see these songs, and God is good, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, you know? Because I didn't really know. And then I did what all good Christians do. We go to YouTube, and we, and we watch everything we can on Christianity and pastors and so I've got some people going, and you're going to hell unless you do every single thing exactly right based on this was what our doctrine says. And then someone over here is saying, God, everything's just cool and sweet as. And, and it's like trying to figure out where I lie and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and, and God, God was working on me in this whole time, but I didn't realize that the enemy was also having a real good go. And sometimes I'd watch a video. Sorry, my phone's not. It wants face ID. Here we go. I've got to do it close, eh? So, um, so I, 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 was, I went down a, a bit of a rabbit hole because I started believing because I'd watched a video that said something like, if you're still doing, doing, committing any sin, you're not saved. And you're going to hell. And you need to get right with God. You need to get your head in that Bible. You need to understand on your... Which is, which is partly true, but... It wasn't true at the same time because they, I didn't understand what salvation was. I didn't, didn't understand that it was a gift freely given. I can't give the gift back. It's freely given. It's not mine to give or give back the gift of grace, the gift of salvation. It's by, it is by faith in Jesus that I am saved. It's not by anything I've done. Now, but I didn't understand this. So I was watching these YouTube videos and these angry pastors because they just seem so serious and stern and they have really good points. And they bring up parts of the Bible and you, they put it in a certain way. And, I, and it wasn't until I realized this, I had a conversation with Wes. Um, everyone knows Wes, from, uh, our pastor Wes, who was amazing, who come and sat with us. This is the key. Think about your ministry, right? This is how powerful it was. They decided to come, stay at our, come into our place Forget all you guys and come and see me on a Thursday and Nikita every night at like 7 o'clock, I think, and we just hung out. And they, and in that time, of course, we just start talking, asking questions. 
And Wes said this really cool thing to me, and it probably sound normal to you guys, but to me it was really powerful. Because I said, what about the Ten Commandments? And what about all this angry sort of, you know, this kind of rules and all that sort of stuff, the law? And he said, um, he said something really powerful. He said, some people hear the message as, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, was kind of how he, you know, it, it would come out. Because that's how we hear a lot of Bible stuff. And that, I don't believe that's true. Because God's a loving God. I know that now. But I used to see everything like that. If you do this, and you better do this, all real, thou shalt, and thou shalt not, and cut off your arm if you sin, and gouge out your eyes, and all that sort of stuff. Like, honestly, there would be no one in this church with eyes or limbs. We'd all, we'd, all be, we'd all be banging into each other, trying to find a seat. Where's the worship band? My ears are gone. I can't hear them. So, um, so because that's the truth of it, right? Because we're all sinners. We are all sinners. We're not trying to sin. We don't have a free pass. But that's not, that's not what this is about. So, so we said, um, yeah, so we said that point. If you, if you obey my, how was it? Yeah, if you obey my commands, no, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And he said, he, he says, I see it more as, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. How different does that feel? It's the same words. And if you see, it's like when you text someone and someone reads a text wrong, it's because they put their own attitude of what they think you said in there, and all of a sudden you're, now you're in trouble, okay? So, um, so, so I just want to encourage you when you read the Bible to, 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 to believe it's from a loving Father. Yes, He does correct us. It's what the Holy Spirit does. Is what, like the Holy Spirit's trying to correct us, but it's no condemnation in Christ. There is zero. But I had to learn this. So what happened was I'd gotten, the enemy had just gone in. He slippery little serpent got into my heart, and, and I decided I was still committing little sins. Like, I'm not talking, you know, I didn't murder anyone that week, but... But we all know we have these micro sins, right? Some, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, right? And we have these micro sins, and that's how people know. The enemy knows through some of the doctrine he can get us. And he can cause us to have unbelief about how good God is. What was the very first sin, the original sin? People say eating of the fruit. The original sin was unbelief. They didn't believe that God was giving them the full story, and they wanted to gain that knowledge themselves. The enemy came in there, right? They believed. They didn't trust God. They didn't believe God was as good as he said he was. And he's like, I told you this stuff. Why did you eat the fruit, you know? That was the first sin. That's the same sin we all have. That's the number one sin, I believe, that we all have. That's why we come to church and we get rejuvenated, we get replenished, because that's the sin that is the biggest sin, that God is not good and that God is not as good as we, as we maybe thought he was when in actual fact there's no way we can measure how good God is. And that was what I just discovered after this. So anyway, I went down this rabbit hole, YouTube, boom, I'm getting hit with this message and it's just sunk with me and I'm like, I've got to get right with God. And so I was just, in the, I was, must have had a face that was all crinkled up because it had been a while and I'd just been carrying the weight because I thought when you're a Christian, you're supposed to be happy and joyful and saved and wonderful, right? And I was just carrying the weight of all the other, the rest of the law of the world and the rest of the, all this law on my shoulders and hearing these, um, these preachers. And just, I really believe them because they put such good arguments ahead. So, um, oh, face like that, come on. Just want to check my messages, see if there's anything important there. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, 
so what happened, I'll give you a little story. What I, I, that night, Nikita went off to do a prayer night. She's so holy. She's so holy, eh? She's off to do a prayer night in Greymouth, right? So, by the way, we live in Greymouth. So, um, God, thank, thanks, God, for putting us here. Praise God for putting us here because we've learned so much and we've come so far for going there. So anyway, I decided well, I'm going to get on my knees, put some worship music on. I got on my knees and I was sobbing and crying on the ground just because I just felt like I wasn't saved. I'd, I'd lost my salvation as far as I was concerned. It's just funny how it creeps in. It's not funny, but it's, it, we all have to be aware of this. The God that Satan is trying to get in there doesn't want you to believe you're saved. He doesn't want you to know how good this gift is. So I'm on the floor like this, crying. Oh, Jesus, God, it's good. Am I saved? Am I even saved? And our little dog, tiny little dog, comes over and starts licking my little tears. And I'm like, oh, get away. What are you doing? Oh, Jesus, help me. Is this a sign? Is this a sign? The licking of the eyes. But um, I'm just... And I got angry, and I started getting my bravado up, and I started going, like, started declaring. I could just imagine getting around, declaring around my house. It's like, the enemy is not allowed in my house. I declare every space in this house, no place for the enemy. I started getting all preachy on it and getting all hallelujah on it in my house because no one else was there, so I'm good, just a dog. And then I started feeling a bit better, and then I started, I said, because I got angry at God, and I was like, you better show me that I'm saved. And I want it to be clear, and I want it to be personal, and I want it to be just for me. I want to know, Lord, am I saved? And I said it with tears in my eyes with such conviction, because here I was, I was saved. I've, gone, I've been baptized, right? And now I'm at this broken place. How did I get here, you know? But my mind, it's just so easy. So, Anyway, I felt kind of better, and I'd started going around the house declaring stuff. And anyway, that day ended, and the mo- next morning I woke up thinking, am I going to feel different? And I was like, oh, I'm a bit better. Probably a good cry helps, you know. And, and no one knew about this. Nikita didn't know I'd done any of this. And then so two days later, our builder comes to do some repairs, and um, he's fixing up this wall, and he's a god, he's a, um, he's a Christian. I didn't know what kind of, you know, because we say Christian, we don't know what you know, what brand of Christian, you're a Christian, you know, it could be that version, or it could be, he could be, a, or is he a son of God, and anyway, I was listening to this podcast, and he goes, oh, and he goes, oh, what are you listening to, and I said what I was listening to, and he's, we started talking about the Bible, and he says, oh, what, what's your favorite part of the Bible, and I felt kind of cool, and said, oh, I love Ephesians, <laughs> Ephesians is my favorite, and, um, because it is, but it's like, because I felt cool that I'd actually had one, because I'd always wondered why people had their favorite parts of the Bible, and then um, we started chatting, and he said to me something really profound. He said, without prompting, he said, I knew you had the Holy Spirit, and I knew that you were saved. Wow. And I was like, excuse me? And I couldn't, and I felt God tapping me on the shoulder, goes, that's me, that's me, that's me telling you, because you asked for that. And I said, oh, what made just, and he explained why, because we we're talking about, we had a conversation a while ago about the fact that I, I used to drink a bit, and I used to, got in the habit of drinking most nights we're having a whiskey or two and then kind of relying on it and it was a thing I couldn't kick and then finally um I, I found when I had the whole when I was when I was saved that was very hard to drink now it was became I could do it God lets me drink right you have free will but it didn't taste any good anymore <laughs> it's like the buzz he used to go for it didn't come anymore and so I told him that story I'd forgotten about that and he said to me 
I knew you were saved because you told me that story about the Holy Spirit. And I, but it's, it was zapped through my body. And I knew that that was God once again acknowledging me, going, no, you're saved. And not only that, we had a, as we were talking, he said, because I explained, I said, bro, you've just answered a prayer. And he said, well, that's amazing. He says, have you heard of uh, this guy, Rob Rufus, and the story of grace? He said, because I used to be the same as that. And I, he said, I used to be the kind of, you know, the hell power and hell, you know, preaching kind of everyone's kind of constantly being a naughty boy um, version of the Bible. And it wasn't until he actually received this message where he understood the true meaning of grace. Um, and then so I did a deep dive because that's me. I do deep dives. When I find something out, I'm obsessed. I'm like, I've got my phone with me all day long. You know, it's going off at the moment, but... I'm like going, listening to podcasts all day. I'm just like, oh, tell me about this, tell me about that, listening to the Bible, like wanting to know things because I want to know things properly and understand them and I get so excited by it. So I learned all about grace and I didn't realize how powerful the, what grace really is. And that is that grace is the gift that is freely given. If it's freely, if I give you something freely, there's no, there's no clause. There's no like, you know, you must do this, this and this for this gift. That's the gift that, that God gave us. And I learned, and if I can quickly share with you, like how I see, like what I like to do with things like with business ideas and things like that, I like to zoom out and see like a, a big view of things. So if you look at the story of the Bible, and, and I won't go into all the aspects of it, but I'll give you a real brief synopsis that Mark McKenzie sitting there not saved will understand, right? Because I didn't understand it this way. So... First sin, we talked about that, right? That was, but Adam's children, those children were blessed. And if you think about the Abrahamic times, if you know the Bible well, you know that Abraham's children were always blessed. They weren't always well behaved. They, in fact, they were rascals most of the time. But God promised Abraham's children that he would always bless them, always blessing their days. And they lived these amazing blessed lives. They were, they were there to command over, like, the world. They basically had dominion over it in that way. Then, because sin was breaking out, things were happening, so they decided, right, we need some rules, right? And then when Moses was around, they were like, Moses, we need some rules. God didn't really want to give them these laws. But he says, no, no, the people definitely want them. And he's like, are you sure about this? And they said, yes. And so in Moses' time, they, bought the, they had the Ten Commandments, and then more and more law got added. And he told them it wasn't the way to go. But it was like, if you follow every single one of my laws, you'll be blessed for the days and your children will be blessed. And blah, 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 blah. But, if you miss, but if you don't follow one of those laws, you're basically living a real hellish life. And if you look at the Bible in those times, that was when the most deaths occurred, the most like outrageous signs and, and, and punishment from God happened. Because law doesn't work. It doesn't work because that's discipline. That's us. It's external, right? It's us working hard to try and be saved and I'll stay in God's good books, right? So what happened? And all the, all the stories in the Bible tell of the coming of Jesus. Jesus came in a way they never, never, never knew, couldn't explain. There's some cool stories about the fact that even the fact that he was in Bethlehem on that day because it was prophesied that he'd be in Bethlehem and that they, there was only 50 people in Bethlehem. And they, so, you know, the soldiers and everyone were, were expecting, or they were watching who's going to be, the, which one of the 50 is the one that's going to be the king. They were only there for one night because they came in. God had it planned so perfectly. 
even with the prophecies and all that sort of stuff, that Jesus, even though he's from Nazareth, come through and actually was in Bethlehem on that night. It was on that night that he was there. For, that's why they had to stay in a manger, because it was just unplanned, because of a census that, that Caesar had put in place, because he wanted to know, and everyone had to go to their birth home. So it's just a little side story there that I just learned the other day, which is fascinating. God's timing is amazing. He doesn't do anything by mistake. He doesn't take anything for granted. So back to the story. So Jesus, Jesus came to, to get rid of that covenant. The, the law, he came as an op- opposition to that covenant. I didn't understand this until now, until that moment. I was, a, I was just thinking it was law and the new covenant. I thought it was a combo. But they don't work together. They don't wash together. It's, grace is a thing that's freely given. So that meant that you just have to believe in faith. You confess with your tongue, is that what I say officially? Because God wants us to come home. Like Nikita and I are home today and here with you guys. We're home. This is our spiritual home. This is where we're grounded, where we're planted as well. We're in Greymouth, of course, and we love Greymouth. But we always feel like coming when you go to mum's place and you kick your shoes off and you, you know, you, you hang out and you go on the fridge, you know. That's how we feel when we come here. Sorry, oh, your fridge is empty now. But so, so when Jesus came, I understood fully what the gift was because I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that gift. I'm a sinner. I don't deserve the free gift. But salvation, you can't take away salvation. Once you're saved, it's given. You can't get it. You can't not earn your salvation. Now, there might be some people here, and I understand if that really hurts because there's some people here, but yeah, but I, tr- but I do such a good job every day. And that's awesome of keeping by the, you know, being a good standing citizen and a good holy person. I'm doing this every single day. And so, no, I don't believe that because some people love the fact that there's this a bit of fire and brimstone version of the law. But... If you truly believe in your heart that you have that, that you have faith that, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, which he does, which he did, then you are saved. And you can't, it can't be taken away. You cannot do anything. You've got a place in heaven. Did you know that? You've got a seat in heaven. Yeah? There's a mansion being built waiting for you. That's that's the that's what's been promised to us. We can't lose that. But this is why we need to come to church. We need to remember that. You know, I think this is the, when I receive this message, I, I believe this is my message, this is what my mission is for the rest of my life, is to keep reminding Christians and to tell everyone else that this is a gift that's freely given. It's freely given. There's no, it's not conditions. It's here's some money, but as long as you, that's not, that's not freely given. This is how good God is. How good is it that God did that? He promised, he, 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 he honoured the commitment he did with Moses and with the children and the law, and the law reigned for so long. And he just decided, he, when Jesus came, he knew that he wanted his children back. He wants his kids to come home. That's all of us. And all those people out there, they are still, he wants all of his children just to come home. It's all we want. It's all he wants. He doesn't want us to be, he doesn't care that we've not been naughty, you know? The prodigal son story is not a story of the prodigal son. It's a story of the father and how good he was that no matter what that son had done, he got his full inheritance laid out for him, his righteousness. But um, anyway, I think I've got the point across, and I could go deeper on that. But I'll just, uh, if, you, if you're unsure about the message of grace, because I know there's some, there's some washy, 
wishy-washy stuff out there too about grace. That doesn't mean you get to sin and do whatever you want. It's not free reign. It doesn't work like that. And, and so, but when you receive Christ, it's really hard to sin. It's really hard. You know when you do and you know when you don't. You're going to anyway, but in the meantime, you have, you have Christ in your heart. You have the Holy Spirit. You, you, it's very difficult to stray off that line. Um, so I just want to share with you a few real quick scriptures. If you just go and put grace into, um, like if you've got the app, you put grace in, you get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of scriptures. Um, I didn't also, I didn't understand that Paul was after Christ, like Christ had already died on the cross. When he said, it is finished, that was the law. The law is finished. I used to think that meant, oh, it is finished. I actually didn't know what that meant. I thought that was a bit of a strange thing to say. When you understand grace, you understand law, it is finished. The law is finished. The law is finished. We're not under law, we're under grace. So, the, um, and then when Paul came, I love this about Paul. He's such a hardcore dude, eh? What an amazing, what he did in his time and what he did in the Bible was incredible. Um, it, his whole story was about grace. And if you look at all the different, like, Corinthians and Ephesians and Philippines, Philippians, sorry, with all these different parts of the scripture that were written by Paul, they were letters. Now, what those letters were, this is really, really crucial. The letters were all different for each of those tribes because they all needed different lessons because they'd just learned grace, but they were all straying back to their old ways again. You know, it's like, it's like they'd been in this horrible relationship and they'd been now met a really nice husband and they'd had a really crappy husband. And, but they can't help but go back to the crappy husband because it's just, it's just habit. So we find ourselves, we all do this, by the way, we're going it's, to, it's, the goodness of God is so good and the law of, the, 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 the covenant of grace that came is so powerful and beautiful, it's actually unbelievable. It, our normal minds can't gather it, but that's how good God is. That just proves how good God is. So um, just a few little things from the Bible. I mean, this is just the first four I grabbed this morning. So here's from Ephesians. Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> for, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So here's one from Romans. So Romans, this is also from Paul's writing. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace, separate. They're not together not combined. Um, here's one from Romans as well. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the last one I've just got here. And all are justified freely. That word freely is really important. There's no price we need to pay for that. The price was paid on the cross. He paid it in full. There's no other reason for him to do that. It's the best reason in the world that he died on that cross. It was a powerful thing. It wasn't just nice, and it wasn't just the movement that started from that. It was a complete change of a covenant that was by God. It was completely changed at that moment, and we are freely, we are righteous in him because of what he did on the cross, not by what we do with our actions. Um, so, you know, I'll finish that phrase. <laughs> justified by, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So there's so much on this that this is so hard for us to grasp. We just have to really understand how beautiful that gift was that God gave us. 
So I just wanted to leave you with that. I just with the Christmas message, I just thought, and we did such a like it was already covered. Everyone's focused on the fact that Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, came that day, and that's why we celebrate. I'm just so thankful, Father. Thank you so much for what you did on the cross for us that day. Thank you for all the prophecies that came before that and this plan that we are seated perfectly in a time right now. We are part of those, philosoph- those um, prophecies, Lord. Thank you that you died on the cross. You paid a price for my sins, for my sins yesterday, today, and the sins I will do in the future that I am saved forever and that you are saved forever, that we are saved forever, Lord. This is the good news of the gospel, and it is truly good news, and you are a good, good father. Praise Jesus. Amen.